And you are listening to Faith FM. Thank you so much for staying tuned in. It is the eight uh, o'clock hour of our time here on the breakfast show. You We're just heard here. eight o'clock news and you know, we are still here. These guys are stoked to hear us still yeah. here because we're going to do a Bible study, but we've got a couple of things to do before that Bible study. And one of those things is our fourth question for the quiz. Okay. You know, I think this one's going to give it away, Lawson. You reckon? I really think okay. so. This is the fourth question. It says this, I painted my eyes and arranged my hair just prior to being thrown out, uh, out a window to my death. Man, this person is... She's not having a good day. Oh, this person... Not having a good day. struggle. Okay, okay. So so they are killing prophets, practicing witchcraft and idolatry, um, getting eaten by dogs and being thrown out of windows. This person <laughs> is struggling. Uh, if you know who it is, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Unfortunately, we cannot take your calls at this time, but you can text us 0491 064 Six six nine, and you'll be able to win our prize for today. Mm. Now, I didn't really promote this one too much when Jeremy was on. Yeah, no, we had to be careful because I was like, <laughs> a this different is book. a different cookbook. <laughs> but then I'm kind of like, oh, is he okay with that? Because like, well, I guess we buy the cookbooks and yeah. then we give them away. So you know, mm. we're not taking money out of his pocket. But mm. uh, I felt kind of awkward promoting a different person's <laughs> yeah. cookbook while a person who makes cookbooks. We're interviewing on the show. But what yeah. is our prize for well, t- again, this week? Well, again, our prize for this week is Dr. Faye Cassie's book, Earthy Canvas Vegan Cookbook. Awesome. Again, that cookbook is big and expensive and amazing, and yeah. you will go in, go in the draw to win it if you answer the Every quiz correctly. Every kitchen needs that cookbook. That's right. Oh, Every man. kitchen, mate. You are dropping bangers this morning, <laughs> Ernst. Like, I, I feel marketed to, and now I, yeah. I, I, I want to put my name. Well. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, but, hey, let's have a look at what you guys have said so far. Wow. Lyle, you surely have a very vivid imagination. <laughs> Kidding aside, I hope they, uh, him and uh, Shell, get better very mm. soon. Praying for them both. And we are as well here mm. on the, mm. the breakfast show. We would like to see them get better so that Absolutely. they can come back in and, and do their jobs. Yeah. Uh, that's what we want. You know, we want them to, to, to be in here getting their work done. Nah, well, yeah. they, you know, they need this time off. Legally, they are not allowed to be in here, so yeah. it is okay. Um, but yeah, definitely want them to get back in. Another text message here. The Way Church in Redfern, praise the Lord. I lived in Sydney 23 years ago. It was a bit of a rough area. Uh, today, I don't think most of us could not afford to live. Mm, <laughs> most of us yeah. could probably not afford to live there. A very trendy area nowadays. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, there you go. Redfern moving up. Well, all of Sydney is basically impossible to live in no. unless you are rich. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a struggle there, but... Um, yeah, good stuff. Another text message coming in here. Flags in Boston City Hall, all allowed, but the Christian flag. Mm. What does it say about, uh, what does it say when they will fly the LGBT flag, uh, but not the Christian flag? It is a religious issue rejecting Christ. Mm. Strange for a country built on Christianity. How far are they from God? The acceptance of the Satanist flag, again, says it all. Mm. Which is actually, because, you know, this is the big question. is like, okay, if they accept the Christian flag, should they accept the Satanist flag? Mm. And this is uh, another text message that has come in, and it says, Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. It's hard to give the same freedoms to Mm. all religions in schools and in public places, 
because they have to at least meet a standard of what is beneficial for society and promoting a good culture. Mm. The statement of beliefs of each religion is very important. What is the purpose of the religion or movement? That will tell you whether or not its flag should be flown. Mm. And and yeah, that that's very true. That's that's very yeah, true. It's like um, and in some people's perspective, you know the. Christianity is not beneficial to society and other people's perspective. LGBT isn't beneficial. I would say in my perspective, I'm not a huge fan of the Satanist church. Mm. Um, but then, you know, we talk about religious freedom and giving everyone the option and yeah. the ability to do what they want. Mm. And then as a society and a democracy, creating legislation around that, uh, that, that's ultimately the place where we're in. So it's an interesting issue, and it's one that we can, you know, definitely talk about and ponder over. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. If you have any thoughts, you can let us know. You know, should they? How should they fly the flags? How should they treat the different religions and people groups? You know, over at the same time, in in my opinion. It's it's kind of a non-issue as well because I'm like, who cares about the Boston City Hall flying a flag? Like, a, <laughs> even you know, maybe if you're from Boston, maybe that's important to you. Like, it's just a flag; it's just flying, but it also represents like the the cities and the states' posture towards you know Christianity and towards different mm. religions and people's groups. So you could say, in that sense, it is important. Mm. But right now, we're going to get into the Bible. Okay, what are we looking at, Lawson? We are going to continue our story of, you know, we're covering Abram, covering his dealings and his actions, particularly in his early calling. And last week, uh, well, sorry, not last week, but yesterday, we talked all about Abram and Egypt. And we talked about the result of what took place there. Now, Pastor Ernst, I, I believe that you have a bit of a understanding of that story you probably know what took place when he went down to egypt and when he uh you know told the egyptians that his wife is not yeah, actually not his, actually wife. his wife but his uh his sister his sister yeah. which a uh, listener pointed out is true and mm. yes very much from the bible like sarai at this time her name is sarai is his half sister mm. but the non-truth not being told is that it's also his wife. Mm. And so the Pharaoh takes, mm. and this is actually the first time, you know, the Pharaoh receives a wife. This is the first time where we see plagues in Egypt. Mm. And we saw the response of Pharaoh to plagues of Egypt, where he, unlike the Pharaoh that would come some 400 years later, who would harden his heart to mm. the plagues mm. of Egypt, this Pharaoh softens his heart and lets Abram and Sarai and all their people and stuff go. Mm. He lets them go, uh, which is, you know, really the best coming out of an awful situation <laughs> yeah. because yeah. they shouldn't have be there. They should have stayed in the land of Canaan. It was faithlessness that dro- that drove them to mm. Egypt. Uh, and now they... That's a really interesting point you raised there, Lawson. Yeah. Hey, God had called him out of uh, Babylon. Yeah, out of Ur. Ur yeah. Out of Ur to, to, to go to Canaan. Mm. But he's not instructed by God to go to Egypt, is he? Yeah, we covered this on the yeah. show when we talked about mm. Abraham's uh, or Abram's going to Egypt, mm. that it was completely motivated by self-reliance. Mm. He was in a situation where, yes, there Took was... Took his a... eyes off God for a moment there, didn't he? That's right. Yeah. He's in a tough situation. Mm. There is a famine in the land. And he decides to solve that problem by heading into Egypt. Now, it was God that had called him, his wife, his nephew, and all of their stuff. It was God who had called them out of Egypt, uh, out of uh, Ur, into mm. Canaan. Now, could have God provided? 100%. Mm. Like, God wasn't going to let the guy die. He's just mm. decided to make him the foundation 
you know, the the foundation of the nation who would bring forth the mm, Messiah. Like, absolutely. God cares about this guy. Mm. But because of Abraham's lack of perspective and because of Abram's lack of faith, mm. he ended up going to Egypt and, and you know... Got into trouble. Got into trouble, you know, uh, performed very cowardly, you know, in the situation. You know, I'm sure, Marsha, your wife wouldn't be super stoked if you were uh, yeah. <laughs> passing her off as not your wife so that you could protect yourself you know she mm. wouldn't be stoked about that we had hannah in the studio talking about that same situation and she was definitely she was like visibly upset she's like no if my husband did that to me i would hate <laughs> it uh, yeah like that's that's the worst thing ever you know uh, although this happens again doesn't it with abram it, it does a little bit later but and then I- isaac does it? Doesn't oh, it? As well, does like it's, it's Isaac unfortunately a bad thing that it. gets passed on. So, yeah. but okay, so we've just covered this story, and now we get into a story about Abram and his nephew, um, them going back to the land of Canaan and inhabiting that. I think Abram at this point he's learnt a lesson. Mm. You know, he hasn't completely and totally learned his lesson because we've seen him make mistakes later mm. on, but he's learnt a lesson. He's gone, okay, no, I need to rely on the Lord and. I need to rely on the Lord. And we see that actually motivate his actions from from this point forward in this Mm. next story. I guess in a sense he has to get out of Egypt, doesn't he? Because Pharaoh kind of kicks it, boots him out, doesn't he? So he's got, well, okay, I've got to get back, realign with God's plan for Mm -hmm. my life and get back to the place where God called me in the first place. That's right. So let's read a couple of verses Mm. as to what takes place. Let's read from verse 1. And Ernst, could you read from verse 1 to maybe verse 5 for us? Okay. It says here, Genesis chapter 13, verses 1 to 5, Then Abram uh, went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel, to the place where his tent uh, had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Ooh, interesting. Now we're going to start by picking apart this dynamic here right after this. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Now, Abram has left Egypt, and according to, you know, verse 1 and 2, what kind of a position is he in financially? It seems like he's doing pretty well. He's he's killing it. And I've got to say, something that's coming to mind here is the experience of Moses 400 mm. years later. They, mm. the, the God's people, came out of Egypt with mm. wealth and that as well, too, didn't they? Mm. That's right. Now, yeah. it's not necessarily indicated in the text if this wealth because was from you know, Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we know that when Abram left Ur, Ur. he was already... Pretty relatively wealthy, wealthy. Mm. you know he had mm. servants he had livestock he had his wife he had uh his nephew lot and they leave and now you know he's gone through that experience it seems like he's lost none of it uh, but ultimately he has potentially gained in egypt we don't necessarily know mm. but we know that when he comes out of egypt he has not received a slap on the wrist. He mm. is not in a worse off situation, but he, at least financially, he's in a very good situation. Mm. He's rich mm. in gold well, God and is, silver. God is certainly still blessing him, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. And mm. we covered yesterday in our question of the day, which, by the way, if you have a question of the day, 0491-064-669 is the number to call. Send us in any, any Bible questions or maybe questions about the study mm-hmm. that you might have. Um, but 
we covered in our question of the day yesterday, it's like, oh, why is, is God blessing Abram and then like cursing and bringing plagues of, upon the Pharaoh? And we just talked over, you know, God ultimately gives us what he needs for his purposes to be done. Mm. God's ultimate purpose for us is that we would be saved. Mm. And so he will give us whatever we need, either blessing or curse mm. to achieve mm. that. Um, and in this case, Abram, they're establishing a nation they are trying to, you know, inherit this land in Canaan. They are trying to begin the nation of Israel so that the Messiah can come forth, mm, this this mm. nation of people who would ultimately herald that until his coming. Mm. And so God is continually blessing him with provision that will enable yeah. him to do so, even in the face of Abraham's bad actions. Yeah. God is being merciful. Absolutely. God is being loving and caring and looking after Abram in this place. And, and it's a lesson for us, isn't it? It shows us that even when God's got a plan for our life, but we kind of go off track, Mm. He's still there. Yes, he's still looking after Uh us. You know, maybe gently guiding us back to the place where he wants us, but he's still there looking after us. Yeah, Mm. if we receive consequences, it's because we deserve it. Yeah, if we don't receive consequences, it is because God is merciful. Um, But if we ultimately don't follow God, God ultimately won't. You know, be with us. Well, and we reap what we sow. Don't that's we? right. We, we see in the ultimate sense. Mm. But on this world, you know, God is working in these different situations. Mm. He's responding to people's freedom of choice, these different yeah. situations that are taking place, and ultimately trying to work his purpose through it. Absolutely. Of which mm. he is doing here. Now, he comes to, you know, back into Canaan. So he's left Canaan because of famine. He's learned his lesson in Egypt. He's come back. He's very wealthy. You know, we don't necessarily know if uh, the the famine has ended. We get some indication later in the story that, you know, the the land at this time looked very good. Uh, Mm. But they come back into Canaan, and then we see Abram. He builds an altar to the Mm. Lord, and then we get introduced to Lot in verse 5. It says, Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. So he was doing pretty well too, yeah. wasn't he? So, yeah. you know, if you're a guy, you're possessing flocks and herds and tents, you know, by using the word tents there, they're nomadic people, they're traveling around, mm. they're not necessarily building buildings. Um, but Lot with his herds and tents, the question is, okay, what are his tents for? Probably for his servants that look after his mm. flocks and his herds. Mm. So he is a guy who also possesses wealth, servants, flocks and herds. They're both like, uh, as business partners, we kind of talked about, we, we, uh, as we looked at the earlier stories of Lot and Abram as they left Earth, potentially they were business partners at that time. That's mm. why they were keen to go together. And at this time, again, as partners traveling through and traveling around and following the will of the Lord, he is also doing well for himself. Mm. He is also, and that's, being a, that's a common thing in the Bible, isn't it? People, who are faithful to God, anyone who seems to connect with those individuals yes. seems to be blessed as well. Mm, so, yeah. Definitely. Oh, there's a, there's a myriad there's of a examples. There's a number of different characters in the Bible like that, yeah. Yeah, taking place. You know, when we get down to the time of David and we see his dealings with some of the kingdoms around that time mm. and how they not only did Israel prosper under David and under Solomon later, but mm. kingdoms who were adjacent to them prospered as mm. well because of their dealings with Israel um, and because of their acceptance of the things that Israel were doing. You know, mm. particularly in the Solomon era, like where yeah, you had great peace and you could only have great peace if the nations around you were mm. pro-Israel. Mm. And we see that the nations were. They were mm. pro-Israel. They were happy with what Israel was doing and everyone was benefiting. Mm. And at this time, Abram has been you know, called by God on this mission. Lot has gone along with him and he has also been blessed. But now we see a little bit of tension come mm. up. Uh, yeah. Let's read verse 6 and 7, if you get that for us, Ernst. 6 and 7, it says the following, Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. 
And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites, Perizzites, thank you, then dwelt in the land. Okay, so we see some some tension come up between the Mm. the relatives. And it's Mm. it's not necessarily tension between them, but it's Mm. tension between their stuff. Yeah. They are so increased with good. It's kind of this situation of, you know, this town isn't big enough for the both of us. us. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. Like, uh, basically, they're... They're increased, they're wealthy, everything is going well for them, but it, their wealth itself is, uh, is causing strife and issue. And this is something that is, you know, very much talked about in the Bible, you know, mm. the difficulty for rich men. It says to inherit heaven, but also just to, to keep a track and a handle on all that stuff. Um, mm. you know, if, uh, we take, uh, you know, a bit more of a modern approach and a modern take, people say more money, more problems. Uh, and that's what mm. we see happening here. They are rich and increased. And because of that, uh, there is some strife going on um, amongst yeah, herdsmen over flocks and area and land and sheep. Yeah, so the these land kinds of was not able to support them. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting that... Uh, yeah, that, that God had blessed these guys so much that, um, yeah, that they uh, they were struggling to be able to live together in the same place. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's really interesting that um, that uh, they had to. Well, as we'll see as we go along in the story, that ultimately they had to separate. That God was blessing them so abundantly that they yes. had to. Yeah. They were so full. They were so rich. They were so mm. increased. There was this separation that needed to take place. And we see this uh, interaction happen in the next verses. So do you want to pick it up uh, for us? And it's in verse 8. And, you know, let's read verse 8 through to verse, say, 10. 10. Okay. It goes on to say that, um, so Abram said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. Mm. And Lot lifted his eyes, saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go toward Zohar. Okay, so Abram, Abram, he comes up with a bit of like an ultimatum. A bit of a, an option, a, a, a solution, uh, a solution mm. to to this situation that has fallen upon them here. He's like, hey, look, there's too much strife. There's too much issues. I'm called by God to bring forth the Messiah or to establish a nation that would do so. Mm. Like, I can't have this. This is like, this is not okay. Mm. We need to solve this problem. Mm. Um, and he says, hey, you know, Abram goes to Lot and he says, listen, we're going to solve this problem. Um, wherever you go, I'm going to go in the opposite place. If you go mm. to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to mm. the left. Very gracious, isn't he? Very incredibly gracious. Considering um, God is the, Abram's the one that God has called. That's right. To be the father of this incredible great nation. Mm. And yet he's the one deferring to the nephew and saying, well, where do you want to go? Yeah, that, that's right. Well, at this point, he's just identifying the fact of, hey, look, we've got all this area. Mm. Wherever you go, I'll go the opposite. Mm. Um, and he looks up. Lot looks up, he sees the plain of Jordan, well watered, amazing, you know, arable land, mm. great for, for livestock, great for crops, all these different things. He sees this area. And uh, according to, you know, custom, particularly ancient custom, mm. what should have been Lot's action after this? What do you think Lot should have done? 
Well, I think he should have deferred to, you know, Abram and said, well, where do you want to go? And I will take the opposite. That's right. Uh, Yeah. Abram is Lot's uncle. Mm. Abram is substantially older than Lot. Mm. Uh, Mm. He is an authority figure over Lot. And, uh, you know, the guy at this time is like 75, 80 years Mm. old. Um, And he looks up, he sees this amazing area, uh, and he's, you know, ultimately what should have taken place with Lot is that he says, oh, well, hey, you know, Abram, you make the decision. You are my elder. You are my mm. superior. Mm. Um, you are in greater need than I am. You make the decision. But we're going to see that that doesn't really happen. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we are super grateful to be in the studio covering this Bible study on Abram and Lot and what's going on, the tension between them. But also, we have to give the people the last clue for the quiz. So, number five, what is the last clue for the quiz? Everyone should know the answer to this already, surely. No, this is is it. This is like their second last chance. This is going to make it abundantly clear what the Mm -hmm. answer is. The the next question, or the final question, is this... um, uh, wicked King Ahab was my husband. Okay, so this person was an idolater and a witch, mm-hmm. and they killed the prophets, and mm-hmm. they were eaten by dogs, and mm-hmm. they were thrown out a window, and they were married to a wicked king. Mm. So, yeah, I was I was hoping a redeeming quality would come out eventually. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it didn't. no. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call if you know the answer. And again, you will go into the draw to win the Earthy Canvas Vegan Cookbook. We've been promoting it all week, guys. So get ready. That draw will be announced tomorrow, by the way. So make sure you are tuned at that time. Uh, but right now, we are going to get back into our Bible study. Oh, before we continue on, I just want to remind you guys: if you have a question of the day. 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Please text us in a question and we will answer it on air, no matter what it is. We it doesn't matter. Like send it in, no matter what you say. Okay, we want it to be Bible related. But if it's Bible related, no matter what you say, we will answer it on the show. So 0491-064-669. Alright, yep. let's get back into the story of Lot and Abram. Now, he's lifted up his size. He's seen the well-watered plains. Mm. He's seen that it's like the Garden of God, like it's, you know, Garden of Eden status, Mm. you know, (laughs) fertility of the land. Like, this looks fantastic. He's liking what he's seeing. It's like, you know what? I'm going to take that place over there. That's looking. It's got a nice swimming pool over there, you know, (laughs) set up, and this is the place for me. He sees good real estate lot, and as we've just said, you know, in tradition at that time, he should have deferred back to Abraham. Mm. He should have given it uh, to him. He should have given him the option. But what does he do? Let's read verse 8 to... Uh, oh, we did that? We already 11? did that one, sorry. Let's read verse 11. Uh, let's read verse 11 to 13. 11 to 13, it says, Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, And Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tents even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. 
Oh, okay. So this is now our first indication of a of a situation that we are going to be covering. You know, lots uh, connection to the city of Sodom and what that would eventually mm. lead to, uh, and actually how pretty immediately it leads to some trouble for Lot, mm. which is uh, a story we're going to get into in the future. Mm. But right now, he makes the decision to go. You know, he's decided. Oh, yeah, this situation. Uh, in this situation, I am going to take the planes, the well-watered planes, you know, that look amazing and awesome. Mm. I'm going to take them for myself. Mm. And as a result, what does Abraham, you know, what does Abraham have to do? Well, he remains in the very place that God had called him to be in, mm-hmm. in the first place anyway. Uh-huh. So he remains there in the land of Canaan and, uh, yeah, he pitches his tent in that area. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, he stays in the land of Canaan. Mm. You know, Lot goes to the plains of the Jordan. There is, you know... I think by inference and, and as, uh, as the description goes, you know, a clear difference between maybe the fertility of this land. Mm. You know, one we know that has just been stricken with drought. That mm. is the land of Canaan. Mm. The plains of Jordan are very beautiful, well-watered, all of these mm. different things. Mm. But I want to ask the question, Ernst, is this a benefit to Lot to go and dwell in this area? Well, as we read on, obviously the answer to that is no. He gets into a lot of trouble, and mm. as we'll see in the story yep. as we carry on. But it's interesting, isn't it, Lawson, mm. that um, the things that look you know, shiny and, and sweet mm. and, and beautiful on the outside and look like that's the thing that I need in life aren't mm. necessarily the best things for us, are they? Yep. Yeah. So he saw in some way, like, and, and again, I think he is coming just, just the same as Abram was in the, in the previous chapter in the way that he d- dealt with the Egyptian situation, mm. um, Lot now is just very much motivated by selfishness mm. and self-reliance. He sees a place that is very beautiful and amazing mm. and goes there um, in spite of the fact that we have just read that this area is full of cities. Mm. One of those cities is called Sodom. Mm. And uh, just according to the description that we see here, does Sodom sound like a place that's full of good people? Well, it, it says there in verse uh, 13 that they were exceedingly wicked and sinful mm. against the Lord. Yeah. And this is this is the thing. I guess the question for us, and if we can make a spiritual application uh, for us today, just because, you know, this area is exceedingly sinful and wicked, mm. should that then stop us from mm. going to it? We see Jesus was born in Nazareth, and now yeah. Nazareth in the time of the Romans, you know, mm. the Roman occupation of Israel, was essentially a strategically placed brothel. Mm. Like, it was a terrible city, to the point yeah. where people say, how can... It's like a byword, wasn't it? It was a place that, yeah, like some places in the world that we have today, that that particular word is associated with being a really bad area. Yeah. And anyone coming from that area, there's not... What good can come out of Nazareth? Though? That's right. That's yeah. what I was saying about yeah. Jesus. You know, how mm. can he come from Nazareth? What good can come out of Nazareth? At this time, um, we see Sodom as well. But again, that question is like, oh, should, should we just avoid these mm. places? And I would say, the answer, well, from Jesus' example, is no. Mm. Um, we can be used by the Lord to a Depending great extent. Depending on what extent. the motivation That's is. That's it. That, that, <laughs> so, is where, that is the direction that we're heading. If we're there to live it up and enjoy the lifestyle, yeah. what's going on around, like, yeah. But if we're there for a specific reason mm. to reach people for Christ, yes. then absolutely. And that's the thing. What was Lot's motivation to go to Sodom? Well, I think originally it was uh, it was a very selfish uh, yeah. motivation. It said he, in verse eleven, Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan. It, it feel, Jordan, yeah. It, yeah. But you know, just something that stands out for me as well. It says initially that 
he came out with, you know, the livestock, the flocks, the herds. He had all of these things. Mm -hmm. And yet we know later on, ultimately, well, carrying on the story gets into trouble a little later, but then when he's leaving, when he ultimately comes out of Sodom, he's got nothing. He's got nothing. Wow. So he kind of loses it all. It's almost like the prodigal son, isn't it? Like he's got that wealth and living. He he lives it all up. But when he comes out, yeah, he's got nothing. He's got nothing. Mm. But but I think that's interesting. Like, if we have selfish motivations, mm. those selfish motivations can be very much amplified mm. by a bad environment. Absolutely. And that's exactly yeah. what we see taking place with a lot. And I think in a lot of people's life, that's exactly what can take place. You know, uh, for, for me, I work on the Newcastle University campus. Uh, the mm. University of Newcastle campus, that's where I go and I meet people. I do Bible studies as soon as we finish here and radio. I'm going to, you know, edit up the show, all that kind of stuff, answer text messages, and then I'm going to head out of here and go and do Bible studies. Mm. Now, you know, uh, from a lot of, you know, Christians' perspective, it's like, oh, maybe I don't want to go to the University of Newcastle because it's a secular university. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people go there to drink and to party, and it can yep. be. And, and in fact, like one of the biggest times in which people drift away from the church is at that period when they go to uni, when they yeah. go to uni because mm. it's like, and, and it's not freedom. And <laughs> I can see from my experience there, it's, it has very, very little to do with being enlightened and gaining knowledge and going like, Oh, I don't need religion anymore. It's 100% because of desire mm. and lust and, you know, partying and all that kind mm. of stuff. Mm. Um, if we go into that area with selfish motivations, mm. um, that will be amplified and we'll be drawn away from mm. God. But if we go into that area with godly motivations, mm. you know, to reach those people, I, I believe Lot could have been a light to the people of Sodom. And I think he was, as we read on in future stories. Mm. He, when the angels came yeah. to Sodom, he um, he looked after them. He treated them well. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it's an unfortunate situation that's taking place here because it would ultimately, again, come mm. to to kind of Lot's demise. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. But right now, it is time for question of the day, and could you give us that to us, Ernst? Yes, we have a question that's come in, and thank you so much for sending that in to mm. us. It says there, when Lot went into Sodom. What happened to his servants? Okay, that is a fantastic question. Uh, And we were talking about, we briefly mentioned during the Bible study that he kind of left with nothing. Mm. And the thought is, is because what happens to Sodom? Well, Sodom goes on to be destroyed. And that's going to be a story that we cover in our, you know, Genesis Bible study. We're going to go right through it because it actually occupies a number of chapters Mm. within the book of Genesis talking about Sodom and what would lead to its destruction. Mm. Uh, But here we have the question like, okay, well, if Lot and, you know, his, well, his wife didn't make it out, his wife almost made it out, but Mm. then turned back to the city, you know, turned to Sodom, these kinds of things. Yeah, Mm. that's right. Um, it was only Lot and his daughters that ultimately made it out of the city. What happened to his, you know, he, we know he had livestock. We knew he had great wealth. And so he would have had, you know, many servants and associates that were following him as well. What happened to them? Well, let's read about it. If we go to Genesis chapter 19, uh, the Bible says in verse 12, it says, then men, then the men said to Lot, and these men are specifically angels. The men said to Lot, have you anyone else here, son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city, take them out of this place. For we will destroy this place because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who had married his daughters, and he said, 
Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be joking. Mm. When the morning dawned and the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your daughters who are here, and lest they be consumed with punishment of the city. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his wife and his daughters, uh, and the Lord, being merciful, brought him outside of the city. So ultimately, well, Lot even tried to to linger for a little kind while, of reluctant you know, to leave, to, wasn't he? To try and well, the the, yeah, the idea is what's the motivation there? And I believe mm. the motivation. I want to give Lot the benefit of the doubt here. He's trying to get people out, and no one's listening to him. Mm. We see that that's his previous yeah. action taking place, mm. and so it's saying he's lingering. I believe that's why mm. he's trying to tell people to come out. Now, none of them do. They think he's joking. Mm. They think that, you know, this warning from God, these angels, all these things, these angels of whom the men of the city previously tried to, like, sexually assault. So mm. we can see that, mm. yeah, the, the, the wickedness definitely is high mm. in this place. Mm. Um, ultimately, they don't leave. His daughters-in-laws, his sons-in-laws, his, you know, whoever these people are, they don't leave. They stay. His mm. servants, they stay. They're ultimately, they're destroyed. Mm. They're gone. They're done away with Mm. why because they choose not to leave Mm. and i believe that this is a very very strong revealing of the power of influence oh yeah lot had made a terrible decision lot ended up you know kind of being a faithful guy and repenting in the end and he was saved he came out of the city but because of his bad witness and his bad influence it let others it led others down a path that would lead to their destruction. None of those servants came out with him, did they? None of them did. Mm. And it's super sad and it's really mm. unfortunate, but it also speaks to us, you know, as people who are attempting to follow the Lord, what is my influence uh, and what does my life say about God? Does it say something positive or does it say something negative that will lead people to not listening to him? Mm. That's the big question today. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM. You are listening to The Breakfast Show. And Ernst, we've come to the end of the show. Oh, we made it. Yes, we got through. Oh, but, like, woo. that's sad. Oh. We're bummed. We're upset because that means that... Because Lyle's not here. Well, Lyle's not here. Yeah. You know, we don't get to hang out with the listeners sure. anymore. We've been really enjoying it. We've been enjoying your feedback. So does this now Text mean message. I can go back to bed now? Uh, I mean, don't you have a job? <laughs> don't, oh, I guess I do. <laughs> don't you work as a pastor? <laughs> um, hey, we actually had a text message come through about the Bible study. Lot went to Sodom because it was the city and he could make money there and enjoy city life. He enjoyed city life and mm. what happened? He got destroyed. That's a warning. Mm. That's a warning to all of us. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Um, but hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to, that you will want to call because we are giving away something completely for free at the end of the show that you can get if you are the first caller through. First caller in. Yes, okay. that's right. So what is our prize? Right, this is our prize for today. It is entitled Ancient Words Present Hope. What yep. the Old Testament teaches us about the Book of Revelation by KLD, uh, KLB DeWall. Yeah, KL yep. DeWall, a uh, theologian, was teaching at the University of Avondale, but is now over in the UK, I believe, doing some I work over so. there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fantastic book. I have this book. It is a really good book, especially if you want to understand the Book of Revelation. It's awesome. Awesome. Mm. 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you would like this book. Be the first texter through. And we'll get it to you. But guys, hey, remember to spend time with Jesus today and to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ.